For today's episode, I had the joy of talking with Garrett McDonald. Garrett is a school counselor at Indian Trail Intermediate School, which is a fourth and fifth grade school within Johnson City Schools. Garrett got his school counseling degree from Milligan's counseling program, and during that time, he worked part-time in campus activities. The curriculum for a school counseling degree doesn't differ much from that of a clinical mental health counseling degree, but the licensure process is a bit different, and obviously the work setting is different as well. If you're interested in working with children, this can be a great route to go. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Garrett. All right, Garrett. What's going well, on? Here thanks, we are. Thanks for uh, doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, great. I'm not cool as fun to, think... to talk to as just me as it is the whole class like you've done before. But No, it's cool. It's, it's nice to, it's neat to think that like people could be like washing their dishes and like our voices are in their ear. Or <laughs> sure. it's like, it's like playing in the, you know, on their Bluetooth speaker. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, Your voice cool. will be in the home of tens of people. Tens of people. I mean, you could count them all on two hands. Exactly. Yeah. For, maybe, yeah. maybe hands and feet someday. Maybe, uh, you know, well, anyway. we, we, we can only hope, but sky's the limit. So I'm excited. <laughs> yep, indeed. This will definitely be charted, topping the uh, podcast charts for sure. Yeah. I've already got some guys calling me, uh, checking out our availability. Uh, you better hire an agent. I, I actually have one. He's my oh. son. He's four. Um, oh. Doing a lot of like coloring right now. Yep. So it's my main. So it's, it's cool. It's whatever. But um, well, when you're not coloring, then can you talk about what you do in your current role? Yeah. So, um, my name is Garrett McDonald. I, I'm a school counselor at uh, Indian Trail Intermediate School. And so that's one of our um, our districts here in Johnson City Schools. Um, and I think to, just to help you get an idea of what it looks like, our we have eight elementary schools and those are grades kindergarten through fourth grade. And so when a kid finishes fourth grade, they come to my school, Indian Trail Intermediate School, where we have grades fifth grade and sixth grade. And it's a pretty big school. We have like 1,300 kids. And this grades. is all of Johnson City's fifth and sixth graders. Right. If you go, if you're in Johnson City schools, you will go to my school for fifth grade. There's no other, right now, we're, that's a whole nother thing. We're working towards another middle school. But as of right now, Indian Trail is where you go to fifth and sixth grade. And when you complete Indian Trail, you go to Liberty Bell, which is seventh and eighth grade. Okay. And then all, all of our kids, we have one high school. It's Science Hill High School. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a school counselor here. Uh, like I said, we have got like 1,300 kids. It's a, it's down a little bit this year, obviously for for students that are choosing to do remote. Um, I mean, I still think we're we're over a thousand, which is you know crazy. I mean, I graduated with 70 people, so <laughs> it's nuts. Um, and um, but yeah, I, there's three school counselors here. We kind of divide up our caseload based on what hallway the kid is on, um, and so. Um, that's kind of how that works. My agent, just kidding. Um, and so we we have pretty free reign with our uh, our, our administration, our principals. Uh, they're great about you know letting us as school counselors work with kids and and be counselors, you know, and um, and just be with them one on one, work with their families, work with agencies to help get them resources they need, um, uh, and like. And one of my favorite things about my job is I never know what my day is going to look like. I get up in the morning. I was legit thinking about this the other day, Heather. I was like, you know, I was like brushing my teeth in the morning. 
and this isn't we're not we're not sponsored by like any toothbrush company i just wanted to share it was brought to you by uh, yeah. well ron and i want to uh, reach out to my friends at equate uh soft bristle <laughs> no uh so i'm like brushing my teeth and i'm like man i wonder what is going to happen today like is some kid going to dart out the door and i'm going to have to chase chase him down the sidewalk which i've done before you know or uh or is it going to be a pretty laid back day where you know i have time to talk to a lot of kids or you know, it's just, you never know. And I like that a lot. I think that's, that's a really cool um, piece of my job. And so I don't know if I answered the question, but that's kind of my role is working with kids, working with families and teachers, admin. So, yeah. so the fact that you don't know, like on any given day, what might happen doesn't induce any, that excites you. That doesn't give you any kind of anxiety or. Yeah, no, I like it. It's, um, it's just it's just a, a neat thing and and they can be exhausting and it can be like pretty difficult things to deal with even you know when you're hearing kids talk about a lot of like adversity and trauma and stuff that they're dealing with and yeah it can be a lot but it's still it's just cool to know that like I get to play a role in that and to mm -hmm. try to help out and so um I'm doing a lot of different things you know like as far as like the 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 like, I don't know, the tangible things that I'm doing, but you know, the goal is always the same is, you know, I tell kids all the time, my number one job is to keep you guys safe in whatever way that is, you know, is it, you need food? Is it, you're being picked on in the hallway? Is it, you're not safe at home? You know, anyway, that's, that's, so the, the main goal is always the same, but how I try to give them that help is, is always different, you know? So, so do you have, like, do you feel like, I know you said no day, no two days are the same. Do you feel like there's kind of a, an average day and then there's outlier days where like maybe the more, I guess, crazy things happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's average days, you know, you, and so the kids, how they, how they do it, a typical kid schedule, um, you know, they have three core classes, essentially. They have English language arts and then they have math and then they have science and social studies. And so the science and social studies is one teacher and so they'll kind of rotate their content um and then throughout the day they have mask breaks which is new um, where they go outside and get some air and that kind of thing and then they have lunch and they have uh they have a recess called team time every day which is neat and then um, at some point in the day it's different for your schedule but most of my kids have uh we call them related arts classes uh, and so that's your stuff like digital media and, you know, STEM, art, music, PE, we call it wellness, but, um, and they have those, they have two of those each nine weeks. And so that's just to give you an idea of what their day looks like and how I work into that is um, typically I want to, if I need to pull a kid, I'll pull them from their related arts class because it's not a core academic class. And so there's a little more leniency there, but like I was saying earlier, I mean, our teachers are awesome. Like if I need to talk to a kid, you know, they don't mind for the most part, you know, if they're not taking a test or something. So, but like Monday was kind of like a slow day, kind of a, because kids were, it was their first day in their new related arts class. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really want to pull a kid from there because I wanted to miss that stuff. And so it's kind of slow, but I do a couple other things. I serve as our school's 504 coordinator. I know you're familiar with that. With Are you still over the disability services yeah. and stuff? Yeah, so, you know, helping accommodate students with disabilities is, is another part of my job. Um, so that I have some of those meetings and 
So, you know, typical day, maybe talk to three or four kids, have a meeting, have lunch duty every day. So that's what that looked like. An outlier day might be like, you know, I'm getting tons of kids that want to talk. I'm getting teachers that are calling me on my radio. Uh, Mr. McDonald, we need you down here. And there's, there's been an argument. Um, or, you know, this kid is very upset. We need you to come down here. Or Johnny ripped his pants on the baseball field. He needs a new pair of pants. Or, you know, so it's just like back to back. Like people keep calling. People keep emailing. And, and it's like overwhelming. But those days are really fun. It's just, it's just really cool to, to get to do those things. So. Okay. So go back to when you were in college, so 18-year-old Garrett. Oh, man. What did 18-year-old Garrett think he wanted to do with his life? Man, I really, I really wanted to be an athlete, but that, you know, nobody told me that, oh, someone's at your door. Sorry. I probably have ADD that's not diagnosed. I don't know. Um, sorry. And uh, <laughs> so... 18 year old me, like I, I, li I grew up with my grandparents that had a big uh, factor in my life and the things that I wanted to do. Um, uh, and so I went to, I went to a school that was very similar to Milligan. It's called Freed Hardeman University. It's in West Tennessee, uh, private Christian school, uh, very conservative, um, like 1200 students, you know, pretty, I mean, very, very similar to Milligan. And um, I, I wanted to go to school there and uh, I knew I wanted to work in education and my first passion was special education so that was what I wanted to do I knew I was very very confident in wanting to do special education uh, even throughout my senior year of high school I just loved working with that group of kids you know that population and and so yeah I went to, went to college and got in the education department and was able to do my student teaching and special education it was, it was awesome it was a great experience so so then Talk about like, so you got that degree. Mm. Did you teach for a bit? No. Um, so I got, so the way we did it is, you know, you, you apply for the education department. I think maybe the beginning of your junior year is how we did it or the end of your sophomore year. I don't know. And then you really get into some of your education classes and then you do your student teaching, um, which I loved. But as I got, so um, my junior year, 2012, um, a little self-disclosure here, and I've talked to you about this, but um, something happened to me that really changed my career path. You know, I, I loved special education. I wanted to do that. That was what I was on. But um, my brother died uh, unexpectedly in 2012. It was actually, uh, he died by suicide. So that was, you know, it was awful, you know, completely changed who I was. It changed a lot of things in my life, uh, in my family's life. And, um, but you know, that, that really, as I, as I continued to work through that and navigate that whole thing, I, I ended up going to counseling and, and that was something that really helped me. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, I think I could do this. I think I want to work with kids. And, and I had a, my nephew who was my brother's son, obviously, uh, but he was nine at the time. And so I really related with him because uh, I was also, I was nine when I lost my mother. So my mother passed away when I was nine. And so, um, it was just something that that uh, there, there's a quote that like floats around a lot, you know, be who you needed when you were younger. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I needed when I was a kid, you know, and it's nobody's fault that I didn't really have that. Um, mm -hmm. But I wanted to be that for a kid. And so that was my driving. Like I, when I lost my brother, it was like, okay, I got to, I got to use 
you know, maybe not in these words, but it was the feeling I had. I was like, I got to use what's going on in my life to maybe try to help some other kid that's dealing with something similar. And so that became the goal. And so I started figuring out avenues to to do counseling and to how I could work that out. And, um, you know, I got married at the end of my senior year or the fall of, I graduated in 2014 and I got married in October of that year. So just trying to figure out that whole thing, but that's how I, you know, went from special ed to school counseling. And so I was fortunate enough to finish my, I graduated from Freed Hardman and then immediately got accepted to Milligan for the counseling program. And so, uh, and I was able, again, fortunate enough to work at Milligan while I did that. And so, which therefore took the time of teaching because my full, my full-time job was working there and mm-hmm. um, going to school. So, I mean, I had a lot of things, a lot of things that were tough in my life, but also had a lot of things that, that really went my way and a lot of people that looked out yeah. for me and helped me out. So, um, big deal. That was a pretty quick... Um... I don't want to say turnaround because you ended up in a related field than what you thought you would be doing, but it was a quick right. shift mm-hmm. from a mm-hmm. directional paths, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Sorry, and I think that's I think that's been a pretty common thing that of the people I've talked to so far, and just mm-hmm. for me and and just people I know in general that like mm-hmm. I think all of us are in jobs or in fields that we didn't necessarily anticipate being in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which i think is important for students to hear because i remember being and i think i've said this when i was talking to somebody else i remember being you know 18 19 20 21 years old in college feeling like the weight of i don't know what i want to do when i'm done with milligan or when i'm done with undergrad and i think it i want to i guess give reassurance to future anybody else that you know the tens that are going to be listening to this like Mm -hmm. don't worry if you don't know what you're going to be doing like yeah opportunities Mm -hmm. either opportunities or just life presents itself in such a way that you you wind up on a path that you're meant to be on even if it's not the permanent path for the rest of your life um yeah you'll 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 be where you're supposed to be absolutely yeah i think you're right and i think that I kind of saw that and maybe the folks listening to this um, will see that as well because in this sense that when I was in grad school for counseling at Milligan, you know, we kind of, you get to know the people you're with pretty well, your cohort, um, that, you know, the, the folks that are seeking the same degree as you, as you have the same classes at year end, you know, those two years or two and a half years. And a lot of them were early childhood, you know, majors or, um, they were teachers or um, maybe they were school or uh, professional counselors that wanted to get their school counseling or vice versa. Um, and so, you know, and some of them were older, you know, I was, I had just graduated college and then immediately went for it. And then there was, you know, we had some folks that were, you know, in their fifties and there's, so, I mean, it's just throughout your life, you know, I mean, similar to me, you know, like, I think you said this, but you know, sometimes things happen to you and mm-hmm. you kind of, you take those things and you, and you, you know, use it to, to navigate you in a, in, in a good way, or, you know, sometimes those things can take you down, not the best path, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I think, um, I, Tony Jones, he's a, a dean of students over there. He gave me some great advice one time. I, I told him, I was like, man, I never want to be a principal. 
I was like, I just don't, I can't do it. Like, you know, the administrative piece, it's just, I don't know, I can't do it. And he said, he told me, he said, never tell yourself, this is kind of contradicting, but not really. He's like, never tell yourself that you, you will never do anything because in that case, he was like, never tell yourself you won't be a principal because that opportunity might come up one day and you'll say, well, I've always said, I've always said, I'll never do it. So I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. you know, keep an open mind about that stuff. And that's the great, some great advice I got by him. And so, you know, where I, where I had that mindset, I, I've got the door cracked a little bit on that, you know, like, Hey, maybe one day, who knows, yeah. you know, maybe I won't, maybe I will, but I'm not going to write it out. You know, I'm not going to, um, you know, I'll never be a bull rider or something like that. I can write that off, but I, you, you know, never I mean, know. Hey, you're right. Who knows? I mean, I got, I don't know. Well, this does lead in to something else I was going to ask you is like, do you have something else in mind that you want to do at some point? Um, and if the answer is like, no, then that's, that's fine. Like, um, as I sit here talking to you today, I don't know what is next for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and you may choose to be a school counselor for the next 30 mm -hmm. years, but do you have, do you have other professional things that you would like to do at some point? Um, yeah, there's a few things that cross my mind. I'd like to, to go back to school, um, and get, um, what's called a education specialist degree. So it's just, it's just some more trans EDS is what that's called. Um, and in school counseling and, uh, the timing just hasn't really worked out to do that yet. Um, and that's just more training and, you know, about the mental health field and, and the school system. And, I, you know, I just, you know, you're working with such a severe or like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, it's very fragile, like the people you're working with and the places they are. And yeah. so it's kind of big responsibility to make sure you know what you're doing. And so I always want to try to continue that education, but um, maybe yeah, I coach basketball as well. I really like to coach. So that's something that's fun for me. I'd like to continue to do that. But honestly, I know I mentioned him earlier, but Tony, Tony's job as Dean of Students has always been something that's like a really interesting to me, like something I don't know that I would like to do one day, but you know, something in that, or, you know, I think, I think that's pretty cool to be able to be in that kind of administrative role or um, who knows, or maybe do some, some adjunct stuff with yeah. the counseling program one day. I don't know. So we'll see, but right now school counseling life is looking pretty good so yeah as long as they keep me around i'm on i'm on her <laughs> well i don't know why they wouldn't i mean your agent will advocate for you if yeah he's me. like he makes a really good peanut butter and jelly i need to keep this guy <laughs> around and i'm like thanks buddy could you talk about a little bit what it was like to be in milligan's counseling program like and obviously you've not gotten counseling degrees from other schools so i'm not asking for like sure. a compare and contrast mm -hmm. sort of thing but Mm -hmm. What was it like for you to go through that program, both specifically like Milligan and just in general, um, mm -hmm. going through a counseling program? Just, just talk about that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my whole process of getting to Milligan, I'd never heard of that school until like, you know, January of 2014. Didn't even know it existed. Um, and as I started to look for you know, counseling program places or places to go. I obviously thought about ETSU. My wife, my wife is from here. I'm from North Alabama to all those uh, tens of folks listening. Um, <laughs> we, we moved here after we moved back to her hometown after I graduated. We graduated from college together 
And um, so I started looking for places to go to school and ETSU was the first place you mentioned. And then the counseling program was in its infancy a little bit. I think maybe it was two classes before me, maybe one. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, man, this is cool. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, this place, you know, kind of like I mentioned earlier, this place is a lot similar to, to Fried Hardman. I feel like that'd be a really nice transition. And and uh, as soon as I started working with um, the, uh, what do you call those folks? Admissions folks, uh, you know, Jenny, uh, she still worked there? Jenny? Um, uh, no, she um, moved on. Yeah, just like we talked about. You never know what's yeah. going to come up, you know? But yeah, she was she was awesome in my in getting my process or getting me there. I think there was one point where I was thinking about doing some mission work and I was like, you know, look, Jenny, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to Milligan anymore. Like, thanks for all your help. And she was like, Yeah, you are. <laughs> like, you're not <laughs> but I was like, Okay. And so, um, but yeah, and it was all it was all it was a great process, even from the beginning. Um and one of the things I valued with Milligan and the counseling program was I, I appreciated the the value of a Christian education, especially in the in the counseling field. That was something that was important to me. Um, and getting to to have those conversations about faith and about counseling and about um, you know how to how to stay true to your your faith, but not inflict your values on on your your clients and the people that you worked with and that was something that I, I needed and I was glad I got to have that training and our professors were awesome. You know, I think about folks like, um, you know, Dr. Abner, his class with, you know, child and adolescent psychopathology and, um, uh, Dr. Drennan, you know, the, everybody was just so on your side, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I, I, you probably, you may like, kind of like you were saying, you may see this everywhere in every counseling program. I don't know. I can't speak for those, but they, they were, they wanted you to succeed. You know, they wanted you to get through this and to, you know, I had some times where, you know, I had dealt with some things and they were difficult while I was in graduate school. And, uh, you know, their professors there were great in working with me and like something, you know, and it was tough, but they get it. You know, they work in the mental health field. They know that right. things happen and they know that you're, you know, that sometimes your, your grades and the things that you do for, for uh, like data wise isn't as important as like you're, you being who all, all you, you know? And, and, and so it was great. That was, that was the one thing I take away. I mean, it, my time at Milligan was the best. I mean, it was, it was such a good experience. Like the classes were smaller, which I liked. Um, it was all I knew, honestly. Um, but I liked that. And I liked, um, you know, just, just getting to work with them and, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It's good stuff going down memory lane as I think about it. <laughs> I was talking with somebody who, um, we didn't graduate together, but we overlapped together at, uh, ETSU because I went through ETSU's counseling program. Yeah. As I started stumbling over words there in my mind, I remembered that's what I was doing. I remember that you went to ETSU, not Milligan's counseling program. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't exist when I started. Um, mm -hmm. it, I think it started while I was in school. Um, mm -hmm. But one thing I told her and she agreed with was for me, at least at ETSU, um, the counseling program was more challenging emotionally than it was academically. Did you, mm -hmm. did you feel that way when you went through the counseling program at Milligan? Um, in some ways, uh, yeah, I think that 
just in general, as you try to, you know, tap into like be, becoming a counselor and, you know, you, you really got to do a lot of self, mm-hmm. self-examining, you know, and figure out what your biases are and what, what things you struggle with, you know, I mean, suicide will always be uh, a tender topic for me because yeah. that's something that, that really altered my life and my decisions and my uh, choices. And so, you know, that's something that, Hey, look, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know um, when I work with people that hey, that might be a challenge for me and I gotta, I gotta prepare for that. But as far as the counseling program, yeah. Uh, uh, especially and everyone in the world would probably agree with this, but um, cultural diversity, you know, mm-hmm. that class is, is so, it's so difficult because you, you have a lot of hypothetical issues and a lot of real issues that you talk about in regards to, you know, what's going on in the world, and especially now. I can't imagine mm-hmm. what that class is oh, like yeah. now, you know, 2020, uh, dealing with a lot of the things that we've dealt with um, in our society. Um, and you got to really just check yourself all the time, you know, because if you're not where you need to be, you know, mentally and physically, not I any mean, sort of, but if you're not where you need to be mentally, how can you help those around you as best as you can you know and so that's something you got to try to stay on top of but yeah but yeah i would i would agree definitely more taxing um physically i mean mentally my bad yeah than academically can you talk a little bit about it because i i don't know much about this um that's why Mm -hmm. you're here what here we are so there's you know you went the school counselor route can you talk about what how that is different than the route that somebody might go if they're pursuing that LPC route where they're wanting to potentially end up in private practice or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Like the licensing looks very different. Right. It it does look different. And what what I was really like kind of pleased with when I went through the program was um I don't know, maybe in my mind I felt this way, so I don't want to like and you know, put this on other people, but Sometimes I feel like maybe there's like a narrative that like licensed professional counselors, well, it, I mean, it's true. They, I mean, they, they are more trained to work with people and, you know, like in that aspect of all these different, they have all these different competencies and like how to work with, you know, different types of disorders and all that stuff. And then I feel like maybe school counselors kind of like, uh, I mean, they, they make people schedules and stuff and they, you know, teach guidance class. But, and so what was really affirming for me was that I took, I mean, apart from a couple, I took every class that those LPC people took and I'm getting trained just like those. I mean, in some aspects, I didn't do, have to do as many hours and that kind of thing as far as, you know, working with clients, but, you know, I'm taking every class that they're taking. I'm learning all the counseling theories that they're taking, you know, and, and that was very comforting for me and just, uh, um, you know, like it, it built my confidence in, in being able to do that. But some of the, some of the class that we classes we didn't have together, there was like some, oh, like some education classes that we took. I remember Dr. Hilton Prillhart, um, she was the, the professor then. Uh, and we just talked about a lot of um, maybe like ethical things and in, in the school. And we, you know, we went through a lot of, uh, you know, scenarios about, things and in in the school so so that would be a different way to you know because you're in the school in the school counseling world you're kind of you're kind of working with a group of people sometimes because they're all there 
Whereas in the LPC world, you're, you know, you have one person coming to you generally mm -hmm. and you're working with what they're giving you, but right. you know, and school counseling, like, like I just talked to a kid this morning who says claims he got jumped in the, which I don't know if happened or not, <laughs> but I mean, there was no uh, reports of it or anything, but he came and told that to me. And so now I get to talk to other kids. Like, hey man, what did you see? What happened? You know? Mm -hmm. um, so again, I'm like rabbit trailing here, but uh, yeah, we just, uh, we had a lot of the same stuff and a lot yeah. of the same trainings. And so that was uh, very, very cool. Very fortunate to, to be able to do that as a school counselor and to have that confidence and being able to work with a kid, but yeah. in the, in the, or a student in the same breath though, I think a big piece of being a school counselor is knowing your competencies, you know, knowing the things that you are able to deal with them, uh, you know, and then there's other times you're like, you call mom call dad like hey look you know i've been working with your son they talked to me about a lot of things i really think they could use some you know some outside help with professional you know frontier health or any other agencies that you guys know of or um just as though that they can get the help that they need you know yeah and so and there's no shame in that at all being able to be like look you know i'm here for you buddy but you know you got some stuff going on that i i really want to get you the the right help that you need you know yeah so knowing your your scope and exactly exactly yeah yeah knowing, yeah so then when you finish school is there I, there's a praxis for school mm -hmm. counselors right yes okay there's a praxis um and that was i was i wasn't sweating that at all for for a lot of reasons um i had to take like four praxis tests yeah. to, for my special education yeah. Uh, to get my licensure. And so whenever I found out I was, I had to take one for school counseling, I was like, this is a breeze. Let's do this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be frank with our, our listeners. I didn't really study that well. Okay. Um, I didn't, uh, I don't recommend that. However, I went in there and, you know, I passed it. Um, I, I but a lot of it was, I, I think I was well prepared, you know, like I've, uh, through our, through our our program, they they really equipped us with a lot of the things that that I needed, and you know everybody studies differently and and that kind of thing. But I kind of bet on myself and worked out that time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a lot. If people are wondering what that's like, it's if, if anyone's ever taken the GRE, yeah, it's almost identical to that. You go into which our tens of users won't have yet, but they probably will. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Ahead of school thing yeah uh maybe you think about like act yeah maybe. so yeah i always tell students the gre is kind of the sats or acts of grad school right right so then um, after that then for you praxis for the people that aren't in the education world is a licensure mm -hmm. exam for people right. going into education so teachers take them mm -hmm. so you had four did what were the four that you had to do oh man it was like uh there was a, I know, it was a while was ago. A, yeah, there was a math one. There was a, a special education students in the school. And there was like, a, there was one that, and that was a specific to my field. And there was one that all education folks had to take. And I can't remember what that one was. It was like content, like K6. I don't know what it was called, but yeah. Yeah, I did, I did study for those now. I had to, yeah. I had to do a little studying on those. Uh, I had to brush up on some some uh, intro to education stuff, yeah. but it's all good. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's at least the, the big difference post-grad, aside from obviously the nature of the work between school counseling mm-hmm. and uh, like clinical mental health is mm-hmm. you took a praxis, whereas somebody that's going the route to eventually be LPC, they would take a different, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but there's different certification tests that they have to yeah. get licensed as a private counselor. Right. Yeah. And their hours are a lot different, a oh, lot yeah. more, um, you know, they got to get a lot more of those hours and a lot more supervision and stuff. And, uh, uh, yeah, I can't think of the, uh, the name of that test either, but, um, but I'm, I'm always excited to see, I think everybody that I went to school with, you know, by the time they get that done, I don't know if it's like six months or however, I guess it's however long you, you take, but yeah. it's always nice to see when they, when they get that test passed and get all their stuff done. Right. So that's cool. That's cool stuff. So was your licensure, like you passed the practice and your license, or did you have to get hours after graduation to have that work? Um, so essentially, yes, you get your praxis and you're good to go. Um, uh, and then you, you also have a teaching license. And so everyone at my school has a teaching license and it depends on what your endorsement is. You know, so I had the endorsements of like uh, special education, K-12, you know, whatever, and then school counselor. And then as you, the, the, the more you work, you have to, so like just last year I had to put in all my hours that I've worked and um, I don't know, maybe some professional development things that I've done to advance and keep my endorsement. So I went from like an apprentice to like a school counselor endorsement with a apprentice and then it advanced to a school counselor endorsement practitioner or something oh, okay. like that. Okay. It's, but I mean, it doesn't change my pay or anything. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things that, you know, you I mean, leveled up. Naturally. But yeah, exactly. There we go. Uh-huh. That's it. I had to do it. Um, what, so this is a two-parter. What would you say is the most challenging thing about your job and what is the most rewarding thing? Okay, let's see here. Most challenging thing. Um, I don't know. I have a couple answers for that, but you know, it's a, it's always hard when you hear that it, something awful has happened to a yeah. kid or their family, um, and you don't forget. I mean, this is my fifth year as a school counselor, and you know, I still remember things from my first year. And you know, that's not too long ago, but um, you wonder about those kids, how they're dealing with that right now. Um, you wonder um about their family maybe whoever whoever was making those choices that affected them or whether it was the student or the the parents or whoever was in their life at that moment you wonder if they're still involved you know and um if you did everything you could you know i had a kid this summer um that i worked with pretty closely in his fifth and sixth grade year at my school and that's another kind of con just to segue off you know we we work with kids for two years and they're gone so that's kind of stinks but yeah like i said there's, there's some stuff coming that maybe our school will be sixth, seventh, eighth, which will be neat. But anyways, so I was working with a kid, you know, like two years ago, and uh, he had a lot of issues with his dad. His dad was in and out of jail, and uh, mom just, you know, wasn't on the ball as a mother for whatever reason. You know, I don't know, so I don't want to you know, put her down or anything. I don't know what she was going through. Um, and so we, we worked together a lot um, just with that him struggling with his dad and this summer he got in a car accident you know uh he, he survived uh but he had a lot of injuries he had a lot of uh it was i mean it was it was he was it was on the fence for a while if he was going to make it out there was some brain damage and some like stuff with his jaw 
and you know, I just started thinking like, as soon as I heard about him, I was like, man, I mean, did I miss some opportunities to work with that kid? Cause mm-hmm. he was, he was with some folks that he didn't need to be with. Yeah. He got an argument at home. He like left the house, um, you know, and, and, and got with some folks that he probably shouldn't have been with. And, you know, th- there it was. And, you know, you start thinking about like, man, what, should I, what, what could I have done better for that kid or, and, you know, now that I'm out of that a little bit, like kind of outside looking in, you know, it's it's hard to put that on yourself. I don't, I don't know if you should. And after talking to my, my fellow counselors here, you know, they're like, you know, it's just sometimes you do the best you can and you just, you know, they, they accept it or not, you know, and, and that's, I would say that's to come from that. That's another thing that's very challenging is when you know a kid needs help, but they don't want your help. Yeah. You know, you can't, help someone you can only help someone so much that doesn't want to be helped and i think i think maybe everybody listening to this has a person like that in their life maybe in their family or someone that's a friend or something like that and it's just so frustrating um because i mean you can see the writing on the wall maybe where they're headed down or or whatever um and that's very difficult and then the the second piece of that that that's very very frustrating and very difficult or what was the word you used very rewarding or challenging, so, yeah. well, was it? Challenging, challenging and rewarding. To to finish up the challenging piece, it's really tough to see kids, students, fifth and sixth graders. When I say kids, that's who I'm referring to, fifth and sixth grade students that really are a victim of their environment. Yeah. You, you I see kids that are so bright all the time. I see kids that are outgoing and talented in so many ways. But that none of that stuff is important at home, you know, to mom and dad or whoever. And, you know, who know, going back to what I said, you know, who knows what that mom and dad has been through? I don't know. I, you know, and I don't want to put any parent down that, you know, I don't know what they've been through. They don't know what I've been through, you know. So, but you do hate it for those kids, you know, and, and you hope that maybe something can turn around so that they don't end up in that same cycle, you know, and that's kind of. And you wonder what you can do because you, I mean, you work with the kids at school and the students at school, but I mean, you can call the parents, you can reach out to them, try to get them services. But it's like I said earlier, they got to be willing to, to want the help, you know, but rewarding wise, um, I, it's just, I love working with students one-on-one. It's just so cool. Um, I don't really like dealing with girl drama. Um, (laughs) it's like maybe my least favorite thing to deal with. Um, but I do. And, and, you know, I, I, because that's important to them, if that's the biggest thing going on in their life right now, Hey, let's talk right. about it. Let's, let's give that's, you know, that's, that may be the hardest thing that person's had to deal with. Yeah. Whereas a classmate, their parents are divorced and haven't seen dad in years. Yeah. That's the hardest thing they're dealing with. So you want to, you want to treat each kid, you know, as, and that can be challenging as well, you know? Um, but you know, it's just cool to work with kids and to, to see them be successful when you've, tried to help them or when you've given them you know talked about ways to identify like coping mechanisms or like yesterday I was working with a girl who was oh she was so upset because her dad had moved from Mountain City to Knoxville and she wasn't going to get to see him anymore Mm. because he was or not as much but you know and she was also dealing with some girl drama and I was like you know Mr. McDonald you have someone here to see one of your students see you never know Okay, uh, I'm in a meeting right now. Can you just uh, 
take a note for me or I'll call back down there here in just a minute. Thanks. Um, that was tidbit. Anytime a, like a student or a person from a service like a, a DCS or Health Connect or Frontier Health comes to visit a student, our office staff lets us know so that we can go chat with that person. Gotcha. Like if it's a DCS worker that's coming to see one of our students, you know, not to be nosy, but just to let them know, hey, look, I also work with a student. If you need yeah. anything, let me know. So anyways, that was what that was. But yeah, it's cool to work with kids and then have the, you know, oh, yeah, I was talking about this young lady. So she had the girl drama and then she also had the stuff with her dad going on. I said, look, young lady, it's, you know, I don't know, what's a good name we could use? Sally. Sure. You know, I don't know if there's any middle school kids named Sally. But I was like, Sally, look, you know, this stuff going on with this girl drama, we can work on that. We can, there, I don't know, I don't want to say fix it, but that's something that we can do something about. Me and you, your teachers, we can work on it. We can get that sorted out, okay? So I want you to think about that. Your, you know, your, your dad moving to Knoxville, like, I mean, that's not something that's like a middle school kid you can really do anything about, you know? That's, and, you know, and we talked about how when you deal with those things in your life, you know, that you have, you can't control. They're out of your control. You got to figure out a way to deal with it, and you got to figure out a way to be healthy about it. And so we talked about some, some ideas, you know, it's like, you know, maybe you get with your dad and on the phone and you guys decide to FaceTime every, every other day. Or I was like, you know, Sally, what if like your dad made a peanut butter and jelly one night and you made a peanut butter and jelly one night and you just talked on the phone. I mean, you're not together, but you're doing the same thing. It's kind of a silly thing, but you know, it's those things that, and you could just kind of see on her face, like, man, maybe, maybe this is going to be okay. And so to be able to do that and have a, part in that you know it's, it's very cool it's very rewarding and and to be in it long enough I've got some kids that you know I had initially my first class here with the fifth graders here are now in eighth grade and so to see them and at the middle school sometimes is, is neat and to see ask them if they're doing well and you know that kind of thing so yeah it's good well I've got one more question for you but before I ask it of you do you have mm -hmm. any other words of wisdom or anecdotes or whatever that you would want to share with mm -hmm. anybody that might be listening to this at some point? Um, uh, I don't know. I think I'd try to share this in the class when I come in, but I think it's awesome. Anybody listening to this, that's like thinking about or has decided that they're going to enter the mental health field. Cause like, I mean, it's needed. I mean, there's so many people that are dealing with so many things. Um, that, that need help, you know, and I think it's very commendable that, that, you know, you guys want to do that, or maybe you're interested in that. And, um, you know, there, there probably will always be a shortage of, of those that work with the mental, mental health field. And, um, you know, I mean, educators too, you know, I, I commend those, those folks and, uh, it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's a very rewarding, I, I talked about all those challenging things, but, you know, there the it's a, it's so much more rewarding than it is um, like demanding or difficult in my situation, my you know where I am. Um, so great job, keep it up. I'm I'm down. If you want to email me anytime, you can throw my email in the bio. I don't know what type of thing. We can <laughs> make can it a thing. Me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, you know, so I'm down to help you out in any way because. A lot of people helped me along the way, and that was a big part of why I got where I was. So, and don't be afraid to ask for help. That's another thing. You yeah. Know?
Got to have it. Even if you're if you're in the counseling field and you got some stuff going on, you need to talk to somebody. Do it. You know, I was in the counseling program at Milligan, and you know, I needed a little extra help, and yeah, you know, I saw a counselor a little bit, and that was very beneficial for me. So, um, all right, that's it. That's all my advice. <laughs> all right. So the last question. Machine and go back okay. and talk with 18, 19, 20 year old Garrett. What would you tell him? Man, I'd probably say, like, look, boot cut jeans are going to go out of style. Okay. <laughs> you need to start, you need to start racking up on some slim jeans. My internet connection is unstable. Can you hear me? Yeah. You're still good? Yeah. Okay. Um, that, uh, you know. I don't know. I really wouldn't say that. Actually, I might joke around with myself, but um, time machine, go back, talk to 18 year old Garrett, you know, oh man. I'd probably tell him to, to calm down. Like, don't go, don't be so wild your freshman, sophomore year of college, you know, <laughs> like be smart is what I would say. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's such a, that's a great question. I, I would just, I would tell him to to identify people in his life that are that are going to be uplifting to him and beneficial yeah. to you. I, I'd say Garrett of 18 years, you find people that are going to be good for you. Not or not don't hang around the folks that aren't going to be, you know, if you if you can't help them and they're not, you know, then you need to be around folks that are they're going to uplift you and put you in the right situations. Okay? And and I would and I would be very serious about it. And an 18 year old Garrett would probably like laugh at 29 year old Garrett. Probably, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and I think um, we know everything at that age. I know. I, I really did. And I would also, you know, say some stuff about, you know, spending more time with your family and that kind yeah. of stuff. And, you know, that's, that's what I'll do. That's what I do. And I'd say, listen, when you get older, you're going to be on a podcast. <laughs> it's going to be great. And uh, yeah, so. Well, Garrett, thank you for your time. Hey, it's been great. I want to come back anytime. Um, we'll do this again, you know, maybe maybe we, we quit our jobs and we start our own podcast. Hey, I think that we probably should start the podcast first and see how it goes. Know. But if it, if it takes off, I'm all for it. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. We could all just right. talk so, about current events and. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatever time machine scenarios sure so yeah let me know what our, our crowd says you know okay. if, you know this recording is a production of the milligan university faculty resource room thank you for listening